Okay, so welcome to um, the first of two sessions, and this is uh, the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. This is taken directly out of Revelation 19.10, so I'm going to just go ahead and, and read that scripture, um, but we are going to look at the life of Jesus and see how the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Um, it says in verse 10, at this I fell face down at the angel's feet to worship him. But he stopped me and said, don't do this, for I am only a fellow servant with you and one of your brothers who clings to what Jesus testifies. Worship God. The testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. And so basically what we see in this scripture, Jesus, that is, is the essence of all prophecy. He is the actual literal fulfillment of all things. Okay, so past, present, future, the past pointed to Jesus. If you read throughout the Old Testament, it was just types and shadows. It wasn't the complete, it wasn't complete until the new covenant, until Jesus came. And so presently it points to Jesus and future it points to Jesus. Everything points to Jesus and everything he said and everything he did was a fulfillment. And now we have the Holy Spirit um, who is co-laboring to still fulfill what is to come. And so, um, you know, we no longer need to wait for an external visitation. Um, I think a lot of times, even myself, um, forget that we actually have the inhabitation of the Holy Spirit. The fullness of God is in us. If you've said yes to Jesus, you have the fullness of God in you. That's what the word says. And so we have access to him all the time. If you think about it, um, and this is not anything new, so some of this is review for some of you, but it's important to just kind of remember these truths that, you know, in the Old Testament, they had to wait upon the Lord. They had to wait for God to come upon the prophets to speak on God's behalf. And so there wasn't that, um, there wasn't that access that we have. And because we have the Holy Spirit now, we don't have to wait. He's inhabited us, right? He's not visiting us. He's, you know, he's made his home in you. And so we have access to him all the time. So my question, just even looking through the lens of, of the, uh, Jesus being the, um, the essence of all prophecy, you know, what is happening today? What do we see happening currently today um what i see happening is we have more people prophesying on the earth now more than ever people are starting to realize what they actually have right i've seen it i've seen such an uptick in the last probably five years um, and now we do we see now more than ever it happening throughout the world but we also see a large population of belie believers who don't believe they're just unbelieving believers, right? <laughs> so what is happening? What is God doing? God is in a season of reforming. So we're in a season of reformation. And uh, I believe what he's doing on the earth is building just prophetic communities. It's no, no longer a, a superstar prophet that comes into the church and speaks the word of the Lord. Uh, it is every person uh, has complete 100% access uh, to the voice of God because, again, at when we look at uh, Jesus, we see that he 
inhabits every person, and I'm going to go through that scripture uh, here in a minute. And so, and, you know, he's building our faith. You know, we think about a large portion of the population of the Christian believer communities who are unbelieving believers. Um, so my question tonight for the Lord was, what did you want for tonight? What did you want the outcome to be? And he said to me, I want my sons and daughters to believe me. So we're going to go on a journey tonight of challenging our own selves, what we think we might believe, to what he wants us to believe. And so, you know, I see so many people have abandoned their faith, not God, but their faith because they haven't had that specific experience they were looking for. And let me explain that a little bit. Because you, because I haven't seen my healing, does that mean God doesn't heal? Think about it. Like, I literally am waiting for my healing. I have hypothyroidism, and I've been praying for years. I haven't seen it yet, but does that mean, does that discount what the scripture says about who Jesus is? Um, so the truth of who God is can't be reduced by our experience. Rather, we elevate our beliefs to who he is. So testimony cries out to us what's possible. That's why the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy, because the testimony cries out to us what is possible. Joshua believed the report of the Lord and not what the spies said. Abraham believed God. He's the father of faith, right? And so if you look at Hebrews 11, I want to read that real quick. And I really want to read this slowly. And I want you to just even close your eyes and, and not focus on learning, but focus on activating. Right now, Father, I just ask that you would activate our spirit right now to receive what you're about to show us. Show us something new through your word that we have never seen before. Um, in Jesus' name. Now. Faith brings our hope, our hopes, into reality and becomes the foundation needed to acquire the things we long for. It is the evidence required to prove what is still unseen. This testimony of faith is what previous generations were commended for. Faith empowers us to see the universe was created and beautifully coordinated by the power of God's words. He spoke and the invisible realm gave birth to all that is seen. Faith motivated Abraham to obey God, even though he didn't have any evidence or experience. So think about that for a minute. Abraham was given a promise that he had not seen or had not experienced, yet he, he picked up everything and just followed the Lord, right? Based on what? <laughs> He wasn't even a believer, right? He was, his dad was an idol maker. So, uh, you know, he wasn't walking with God, and here God comes. So something had to be in Abraham to do that. It's sort of like when we read the scriptures, uh, when we read the gospel, the four gospels, and they say, um, Jesus says, follow me, and they just leave everything, and they go, like, I try to let that play in my head like a movie, and I'm like, so 
some random person, <laughs> like, to me, just comes up and says, follow me, and I'm following them. So there's something that's resonating. There's something that's resonating that they know something that their experience can't tell them, right? Their spirit knows something that experience can't tell them, and they're following that. So I think what we do sometimes is we reason, and we just reason out fi our faith. And so I'm just challenging myself and inviting you to that too, of really challenging what, why we may not believe some some truth why we why we can't believe that is it because we haven't experienced it um so i'm gonna uh, take us through tonight's also going to be interactive so whether you knew it or not we're going to be prophesying to each other yes it's going to be a lot of fun this is a safe place uh because i i've i've set some values in place that that has made it safe and I just want to go through that really quickly because I want to start right away I don't want to be just the talking person the whole time you do not have to participate this is volunteer but um, it's a lot of fun <laughs> um, I want to just talk about some three three values uh, actually four sorry um, the first one is diversity and um, first Peter 410 it says every believer say every if you're a believer in this room, this is speaking to you. If you're not, then it's not speaking to you. I'm just being real. Every believer has received grace gifts, so use them to serve one another as faithful stewards of many colored tapestry of God's grace. So there's a diversity in this room, and so each one of us hear God differently. We express God differently, so there's that diversity. Um, the second value for prophesying is accountability, and this is found in 1 Thessalonians 5, 20 through 21. It, this is not a free-for-all. It's not anything goes. Well, I feel like the Lord is, and if it doesn't line up with the character and nature of God, if it's not kind, if it's dishonoring, then it's probably not prophecy because prophecy is very specific in its use. But one of, one of the just practical values that I have for the resting place and my life is accountability. Do not despise prophecies, but test everything and hold fast to what is good. So we're accountable for what we say. Um, accessibility, and this is the verse I was speaking about earlier about um, us having complete access, Acts 2.17. In the last days it shall be, God declares, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. I mean, all Americans. I mean just believers <laughs> no all flesh right he poured out his spirit on all all flesh your sons and daughters shall prophesy and your young men shall see visions so this is God's dream we did not initiate it he did his plan for us his dream for us is that we would have complete access every single person whether they believe or not believe they can all hear God every every single person every person every kind of person Every people group, every nation, every tongue can hear the voice of God. So if you have skin, you can hear God. That's the requirement. And then the last one is prophecy needs to be encouraging. 
if you're not saying if if you if you say something and it doesn't sound encouraging to you, if you were receiving that word, then you probably shouldn't say it. First um, Corinthians fourteen three. But he who prophesies speaks to men for their edification, encouragement, and comfort. So those are kind of the the um, the rules of engagement here. And so I want to start us off just to give you kind of like a little background because uh, we're going to, I'm going to activate you here in a minute. Um, and we're going to do, does everyone have a phone that they can use? Okay. So we're going to look up meanings of names. But first I want to give you some biblical basis for that. The first one is Abraham. I love talking about Abraham. But in Genesis 17:5, God says, no, no longer will you be named Abram, which means exalted father, but Abraham, father of multitude. So his name actually was calling out his identity and destiny. Same thing in Matthew 16 with Peter on this rock, you know, called him the foundation of the church. I will build the church on this rock. Um, Gideon in Judges 6:12, great warrior. Um, his name means great warrior, destroyer. But um, when the angel of the Lord appeared to Gideon, he said, the Lord is with you, mighty warrior. And he was hiding when this word was given to him. So our behavior doesn't determine our identity, right? Our behavior, who we behave, because we behave what we believe about ourselves. Gideon did not believe in himself, but that doesn't mean he was not a mighty warrior. So whatever you're, whatever, wherever you're at right now today uh, doesn't box you in. I mean, you, you have a heavenly identity. So, for example, my name means harvester, warlike fighter. And if anyone knows me, they can probably testify to that, Jenny Lee. And I have received words that speak to these descriptions, and I'm usually drawn to people that line up with the meaning of my name. Because I'm one who will persevere and one who gathers people together to build a vision, and I don't give up. Um, I just go for it. I'm just like that. Um, real, real quick, I just want to go over, um, if you're looking up a name, what if a name isn't blatantly encouraging or feels significant? Because we're not just taking a name meaning and trying to turn it into a prophecy, okay? So we are asking what the Holy Spirit is saying, about their name and the meaning is one of the clues. Does that make sense? So when you look up what uh, you know a meaning of a name is, we're not just trying to like, let me turn this into something that sounds prophetic. <laughs> we are literally asking the Holy Spirit, which remember, who can, who has access to Holy Spirit? All flesh, everyone. We all can hear God's voice. Uh, so we're, we're just asking Holy Spirit what he's saying about their name, and the meaning is the clue. So it's not just plugging in the name. We're, we're, it's a dialogue. So I'll just give you an example. Um, if you look up the name Mara, it means bitter. And my mentor um, actually spoke with a lady who was named Mara, and she just despised her name because it means bitter. Um, but he heard the Lord say, your name is the place where Jesus makes the bitter water sweet and you have the ability to change atmospheres around you. So it wasn't just flipping it. Oh, bitter. Oh, no, your name's sweet. No, 
okay, Holy Spirit, what are you, what are you saying about her through, you know, the meaning of her name? I mean, he didn't make it up, but it was, it was the voice of the Lord. Um, and so that's just one example. So um, everyone get their phones out. Let's see, one, two, three. Who, is everyone going to participate? Or is anyone going to sit out? I just need to know because I can count. I need to count up. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. So we need, yeah. It, I need to have even numbers is why. Raise your hand if you, if you want to practice prophesying. Awesome. Yes? Okay. Okay. Yay. Okay. Okay. John, no pressure. You can sit out, man. You just chill out if that's what you want, like no pressure. Um, so then are you sitting out, man? You're going to activate. All right, cool. So we have six people. So go ahead and just find a partner. It can be anyone. It could be someone closest to you. Um, yeah. And before you do anything, um, decide who's going to go first. Right, because we're going to time this. Oh, shoot. Yes. <laughs> All right, the reason why we time this is we could take five, ten minutes doing this easily, but we're not. And so I just want to, first of all, I want to say pressure off, right? If you don't get anything, this is practice, right? Who's ever played hockey? Okay, so if you were trying hockey the first time, you wouldn't beat yourself up for not, like, being a pro and making it into the goal, right? You'd be like, oh, I'm new, you know. So <laughs> if you've never done this before or if you have done it before, it doesn't matter. Like it's I just want to just set the environment. I want to set the mood. The mood is we're just practicing. We're just having fun. We're just practicing hearing Holy Spirit, okay? So um, just remember that that this is just practice. You're just practicing. This is just for fun. This is safe. We're not doing life changing. Uh, you're going to be a lawyer and marry a millionaire kind of things, right? We're just looking for encouraging things that God may want to say with the meaning of that person's name. Hang on one second. Okay. And so, uh, when you go to Google the name and when you look, I'm going to give you a few extra minutes because it takes a minute to like look at the name, read the name, and then kind of ask Holy Spirit, like, hey, what do you want to say about this? It doesn't need to be long. If you just get one word, go with that one word. This is the word I'm hearing. Does this mean anything to you? So don't be afraid to just ask, is this, is this resonating with you? Is this? And if it's not, no worries. Don't lie to the person. Don't flatter them. If it's not, just say it's not really resonating because then that will help you begin to build history with how it feels when you're hitting it, when you are actually giving. Every prophetic word should be measured, be measurable. And what I mean measured is it should resonate with the person. Um, not 100% of the time, but m pretty much it should resonate unless it's like a future word. But for the sake of this, it, it should resonate. People pretty much kind of know if it's um, hitting them or not. And so um, does everyone kind of understand what we're going to do? Okay. So let's put um, 
uh, what do we usually do? A minute and a half. We should, okay, so two minutes each. And so it's really important that when I say time is up, that you just stop where you're at. It doesn't matter if you're in the middle of a sentence. We're going to switch partners because we're going to do this throughout the night. And I only have an hour left. And so we're going to have a lot of fun doing this together. You're going to see. It's going to be totally fun. Pressure off. Say pressure off. Okay, this is just practice. And so whoever's going first, uh, timer on, right? Two minutes. All right. On your mark, get set, and go. Okay, time is up. All right. So um, would anyone like to share something that they did get? Jenny Lee? Yeah, okay, Come on up here. So it has to be uh, recorded. I was going to share. I looked up the, uh, I had Tanya, and I looked up the biblical meaning of her name. And just the name alone, I could have stopped with it. It was bless the Lord. And um, I just feel like that's who she is. That's her life. Like ever since I've known her, like she, that's her life. She blesses the Lord with her life. So I, um, I could have stopped at just that, but God was giving me a few more things. But I just thought that was amazing that her name actually means bless the Lord. That's awesome. Yay. Yeah, she can clap for that. Um, who totally didn't get anything? Raise your hand loud and proud. Come on, raise it up. Yay, let's give a big clap for Dre because we celebrate risk. We celebrate you taking a risk that even if you didn't get it, it's all about practicing. Like if you're not used to doing this, it just takes time. I, you know, everyone starts somewhere. Any gifts of the Holy, uh, you know, there's nine gifts of the Holy Spirit. Prophecy is one of the nine. Um, You know, I don't know if anyone knows Heidi Baker. Has anyone in here not heard of Heidi Baker? Okay, Heidi Baker is a, a, she's a woman who, um, you know, runs an orphanage in Mozambique, but um, she's constantly healing all kinds of things. She sees a massive healings, um, blind eyes being opened, legs growing out, just all kinds of things that maybe we've never experienced. She's experienced all those things. But do you know how long it took her before she saw her first miracle? I think something like she prayed for 800 people, right? So sh- that's where how she started, before she even saw her first miracle. So anything, anytime we're operating in the gifts, don't compare yourself to somebody else because you're you. There's only one you. God didn't create two of you. There's only one Dre. There's only one Alicia. There's only one Tanya. There's only one of you. So the worst thing we can do is compare ourselves to someone else and go, well, they're like, it seems so easy for them. We don't know how long they've been practicing, number one. (laughs) Um, And so I just want to encourage you, if you didn't or if it just seemed difficult or you're like, oh, it seemed kind of clanky, it's okay. Like, I, I bomb it all the time, right? But I still, again, this class tonight is all about faith. Okay, it's all about stretching our faith. If we never stretch it or practice it, it's not going to grow. Okay, so um, what we're going to do, uh, we're going to do this again. We're going to prophesy over meaning, me- meaning of names again, so you'll get another chance. But I just want to, uh, let me pause this music. Sorry. I'll turn it down. The other. Okay, um, so one of the things um, I'm going to be talking about is the Samaritan woman and how the testimony of Jesus brings freedom. Um, So I'm just going to read the passage. 
Soon a Samaritan woman came to draw water, and Jesus said to her, Give me a drink. She replied, Why would a Jewish man ask a Samaritan woman for a drink of water? For Jews had no dealings with Samaritans. Jesus replied, If you only knew who I am and the gift that God wants to give you, <laughs> you'd ask me for a drink, and I would give you living water. The woman replied, but sir, you don't even have a bucket, and the well is very deep. So where do you find this living water? I want to pause there, and I want to say, if she wasn't seeking, I don't think she would even ask that question. So right off the bat, I knew that this tells me, um, as, it, as the story's playing out, that she's looking for some answers. Um, and most people are, by the way. Most people are looking for answers. Do you really think that you are greater than our ancestor Jacob, who dug this well and drank from it himself, along with his children and livestock? Jesus answered, if you drink from Jacob's well, you'll be thirsty again. But if anyone drinks the living water I give them, they will never be thirsty again. For when you drink the water I give you, it becomes a gushing fountain of the Holy Spirit flooding you with endless life. The woman replied, let me drink that water so I'll never be thirsty again and won't ha have to come back here to draw the water. Jesus said, go get your husband and bring him back here. <coughs> but I'm not, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> but I'm not married, the woman answered. That's true, Jesus said, for you've been married five times and now you're living with a man who is not your husband. You have told the truth. So he's totally prophesying over her. He knows she doesn't have a husband, but yet he asks her to bring her husband. He knows she's not married, but yet he's still prophesying. He, th he knows that she's not been married. Um, the woman changed the subject. You must be a prophet. So tell me this. Why do our fathers worship God on this nearby mountain, but your people teach that Jerusalem is the place where we must worship? Who is right? Jesus responded, Believe me, dear woman, the time has come when you will worship the Father neither on the mountain nor in Jerusalem, but in your heart. Again, it's going from that external, right, visitation to inhabitation. This is what he's talking about. Your people don't really know the one they worship, but uh, we Jews worship out of our experience, for it's from the Jews that salvation is available. From now on, we're worshiping the father will not be a matter of the right place but with the right heart for God is spirit and he longs to have sincere worship worshipers who adore him in the realm of the spirit and in truth the woman said this is also confusing yeah it's confusing to me too this is all co so confusing uh, but I do not know that but I do know that the anointed one is coming the true messiah She's talking to the Messiah, <laughs> and she's saying, I know the anointed one is coming, the true Messiah, and when he comes, he will tell us everything we need to know. <laughs> Jesus said to her, you don't have to wait any longer. The anointed one is here speaking to you. I am the one you're looking for. At that moment, his disciples turned, returned and were stunned to see Jesus speaking with a Samaritan woman, yet none of them dared to ask him why and what they were discussing. All at once, say all at once. All at once, here's that suddenly and all at once, follow me kind of thing. All at once the woman left her water jar and ran off to her village and told everyone, 
Come and meet a man at the well who told me everything I've ever done. He could be the one we've been waiting for. Hearing this, the people came streaming out of the village to go see Jesus. Many from the Samaritan village became believers in Jesus because of the woman's testimony. He told me everything I ever did, she said. She's testifying to what he prophesied over her. And they're like, who could know that? Who could possibly know my life? Then they begged Jesus to stay with them, so he stayed there for two days, resulting in, in, resulting in many more coming to the faith in him because of his message. So do you see how the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy? So anytime Jesus is doing anything, is testifying to what is possible with God. He knew about her life. He knew she was looking for freedom. Uh, she wasn't just coming to the well to get water that day, you know. She was going to find what her heart longed for. I think that's in Song of Songs. She's, she's you know, she's finding what her heart longs for. Um, and all of us are longing for Jesus. And people who don't know they're longing for Jesus, they're longing for Jesus, Right. Because, again, remember at the beginning we said everything points to Jesus, right? Okay. So we're going to do another activation. Are you guys ready? <laughs> okay. Um, this one's going to be a little different before we do the name activation. Because I really wanted to break this up to go along with the scriptures because um, this whole story of this Samaritan woman is talking, is showing us how the testimony of Jesus brings freedom, Okay. Um, and so what we're going to do, this might, so, you know, you'll be able to feel, you're going to feel d a, a difference with each time we do something different with, you know, me just activating you and giving you like a target or whatever, it's going to feel different and that's okay. But, uh, this time, uh, you're going to ask the person, um, that you're going to partner with, so partner with someone different, but you're going to ask uh, the person that you partner with. Uh, what season they're in, okay, and whatever season they feel like they're in, you're going to ask Holy Spirit um, to give you any breakthrough words or words of encouragement that you can release over their current season. Does that make sense? So does anyone want a demonstration of that before I do it? Okay. All right. Tanya, do you want to come on up? Okay. Jenny Lee, come on up volunteer so I'm not gonna make you all right Jenny Lee what current season do you say that you're in so I was, when you when you asked me I was like oh man there's a lot of different things um I think that I'm in a season of growth for sure so, yeah mm -hmm. yeah yeah or you can s you can think of the four seasons even what does your life represent spring, summer, fall, winter, you can do that, or you can do, I'm in a season of growth, I'm in a season of rest. Those are just some examples. But um, just you, um, uh <laughs> and this is not because I know you. <laughs> so right now, the, I'm talking to Holy Spirit while she's talking to me. So we can do this because the Spirit of living God is in us, and we can multitask. So we can hear the voice of God, and this is all happening simultaneously. But as she was saying that, I'm hearing the voice of the Lord saying, even um, even in your season of growth, Jenny Lee, you need to know that you're enough. 
because a lot of times what happens in a growing season, we're not doing a lot. And sometimes we can attach significance to what we're doing. And so when we're not doing a lot, we can kind of feel that, that, oh, like, I'm not that important, or I'm not that needed, or I'm not this, or I'm not that. And the Lord just wants to remind you, no, you're enough, even no matter if you're not doing a lot right now, um, because growth happens. If you think about even the plant system, when you're planting a seed, it's all done underground. And so you don't see what's going on underneath there until it blooms. And so in a growth season, you really, I just want to encourage you that you're right where you need to be. And when the time is right, you're going to bloom with what he's growing you. But all the action happens in the soil, not above the soil. So I just bless you with that, Jenny Lee. Yeah. So that would just be a way of bringing encouragement to her of what season she's in. Right? Yeah. So, but I didn't know any of that when she walked up here is the point. And so, you know, even if I just got you're enough, you know, would that have resonated with you, right? Did that word resonate with you? Okay. All right. So that's a demonstration. So you can just be thinking right now about your season as you're um, going ahead and partner up. Find a new partner that you haven't had yet. No, I don't think so. But Dre but Dre's going to participate. Yeah. And then we're going to do the same thing. We're going to put two minutes on the clock, Jenny Lee. Yeah. So there you go. Jenny Lee um, is going to partner with Dre. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. So again, um, don't start yet, but just again, pressure off. This is practice, 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 practice. Okay. Um, it's going to be amazing. So, all right. To, uh, who's going to go first? Um, whoever's going to go first. So, Dre, if you're going first, Jenny Lee's going to tell you a different, you know, give you a different word. Or you can just give her the same word. I'm going through grow. And you can give her whatever Holy Spirit. He's going to give you something different. But anyway, so, Dre, if you're going first, Jenny Lee's going to tell you, I'm in a season of growth. And then you're going to prophesy. So, does that make sense? Okay. Ready, set, and two minutes on the clock. Okay, time is up. Time is up. All right, how was that? Was that second time seem a little bit better? If it did, raise your hand high so I can see. Was it better? Did it seem better to you? Easier or you just felt more at ease or it was the same? You felt a little bit better? Okay, awesome. All right, um, does someone want to come up and share? Anyone besides Jenny Lee, because she's already come up. Come on, guys. We're going to be family. It's okay. Tanya or Alicia, do either one of you want to share? I saw a lot of head nods. Come on. Come on. Come on. I got you, girl. I got you. We're testifying. We're talking about the testimony of Jesus, so it's important for us to testify. So I might cry. So um, Alicia kind of leaned into it, and she made the visual aid of there's a line mm -hmm. and my shadows behind me mm. are shining into my future that's how wow. I received it um which you know you. being in a season of release that means a lot wow. so and so that really resonated with you yeah so now that's a that's a 
that's freedom being released to you. So, yay. <laughs> Let's give a hand for Tanya. Yes, yes. Anyone else before I move on? Anyone else want to share a word that they got? Yeah, Dre, come on up. Yeah, come on up. Let's give it up for Dre. Come on, we got to show some some honor here because it takes a lot to share. Okay, so Jenny Lee, she hit it right on the nail on the hammer and the yeah. hit. And she said, I wrote it down because I tend to forget things. Yeah, you want me to hold that for you? Yeah, she said it was like a hedge of a, like a bush because I told her I was in the trimming season while well, I'm being trimmed of a lot of things. And it sort of is, is, is like a hurting gut heartfelt moment and so she was like you're in a season of like it was a hedge of protection and um you tend to protect those that you love and so I was like uh yeah someone told me something similar like that maybe a couple months ago but you know when you said it it was like a second like almost like a second confirmation so I just said you know thank you for that word on let's give it up for dre for sharing she's new she's jumping in she's sharing i think we can do a little bit better than that for dre super loud clap loudly as loud as you can yes yeah that's awesome and uh so did your words feel like it helped you just in mentally break through with what season you're in okay like freedom awesome okay so um I'm going to move on to the next testimony of Jesus that brings identity, all right? So this is going to be really good. You guys doing okay? Awesome. You feel okay? Okay, good. Did that bless you? Are you, like, feeling like, I feel so blessed? Yeah, okay. If you didn't, that's okay. (laughs) Um, It should, so hopefully everyone's feeling encouraged in this room. Okay, so... Uh, This is the story of um, Jesus' encounter with Nathanael. The next day, Jesus decided to go to Galilee where he found Philip. Jesus said to him, come and follow me. Mm, There we go. I didn't plan this, by the way. (laughs) Um, Now, Philip, Andrew, and Peter had all grown up together in the village of Bethsaida. Philip went to look for his friend Nathanael and told him, we found him. We found the one we've been waiting for. It's Jesus, son of Joseph from Nazareth. He's the one who Moses and the prophets prophesied would come. Nathanael sneered, Nazareth. <laughs> it's like uh, mango. <laughs> if you're around here, you know what mango <laughs> Nazareth, what good thing could ever come from Nazareth? Philip answered, come and let's find him. When Jesus saw Nathanael approaching, he said, here comes a true son of Israel, an honest man with no hidden motive. Nathanael was stunned and said, but you've never met me. How do you know anything about me? Jesus answered, Nathanael, right before Philip came to you, I saw you. I saw you sitting under the shade of a fig tree. Nathanael blurted out, Teacher, you are truly the Son of God and the King of Israel. And Jesus answered, Do you believe simply because I told you I saw you sitting under the fig tree? 
you will experience even more impressive things than that. I prophesy to you eternal truth. From now on, you all will see an open heaven and gaze upon the Son of Man like a stairway reaching into the sky with the messengers of God climbing up and down upon him. So he is literally prophesying over Nathaniel right now. So we know that the testimony of Jesus brings identity. When someone can see you the way that God sees you, it, uh, it reveals to you, it unveils to you who you really are, just like we talked about Gideon. Um, let me find something real quick, sorry. Um, I said something really profound, <laughs> and I wrote it down, and I didn't want to miss it. Um, mm, 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 mm. sorry I may have not written it down uh, I'm sh pretty sure it's in my notes anyway the point is is that names reveal identity okay just think about this how names reveal identity and identity and your, your name that the reveals identity and identity reveals destiny. So think about it. Let's just think about Abraham for a minute. Abram had his name changed to Abraham. Okay, so not only did it, was it I, revealing his identity, it was also showing his destiny, right? Because he was destined to be the father of many, right? He's not, we call him the father of faith, right? So all the way there to here, his life has impacted us because of, uh, because of God prophesying over him, speaking his name, telling him who he is. In the same way, Nathaniel can impact us today with, with, uh, with the way that Jesus identifies him, with the way Jesus prophesies over him. This is probably one of my favorite examples of how prophecy should be used. Uh, unfortunately, sadly, we have many in the church not using it in this way, and it's actually used to call out someone's dirt. Um, th that should never be done. If that ever happens to you, I'm going to tell you boldly and bravely run <laughs> um, or talk to leadership or whatever you need to do, but that is not appropriate. I, I shouldn't say run. Sorry if you're watching the podcast. I think the mature thing to do is would uh, number one you're powerful uh you're just as powerful receiving a word as someone giving you a word so someone gives you a word that doesn't line up with the word of god simply just flush it right we we don't need to agree with it we don't need to receive it and so you're just gonna flush it like you do the toilet so just even practice now flush that word just flush it um because you don't have to give power to it Maybe they're, they've been taught that way, or maybe like maybe they were told that's the way you do it, and they're just mimicking what they were told. Uh, maybe they're practicing, and they're not, you know, they're just trying. Who, who knows? There could be a number of reasons. Um, uh, many, many people have taught that that's what prophecy is. It's revealing the secret, the secret sin, um, and that's taking way out of context. Um, and I believe that's in 1 Corinthians 12 or 1 Corinthians 14, where it talks about um, prophecy revealing um, the, hidden, um, the hidden things in a man's heart. What it's talking about is treasures, 
hidden treasures. So what's in a treasure? Not dirt. What do you find in a treasure? You find treasure. You find gold. You find silver. You find shiny, beautiful things. Um, and so we're, we're looking for the treasure. We're always looking for the treasure. And so, um, and when you start just kind of thinking in that way that we can actually see treasure in every person, no matter how they behave, you're going to start looking at the world around you really differently. Like waitress having a really bad day, maybe giving you bad service, but you can see the stress on her face. Imagine gravitating towards her name and looking up the meaning of her name and saying, did you know that your name meant, um, and I just want to tell you whatever, you know, whatever the Lord's giving you, how that's going to change her day. So what I want to say is this is a, this gift that we've been given is a lifestyle. It's not just a ministry uh, used in ministry. It's used just for everyday life. So you don't have to be a leader of a church to operate in it. You just, you just have to have, remember, just skin, right? <laughs> the qualifications, if you have skin, you can prophesy. Now, some people call that um, psychic. Has anyone ever heard of a psychic, right? Um, psychics who can read your mail. Um, what makes it not right is the source. Who's their source, right? Um <laughs> I know a lot of believers who left the church who became psychic. Well, I don't know them, but I've heard, um, I've heard stories about people who, you know, got hurt in the church and they left the church and they became psychics. Uh, but their source is still Holy Spirit. <laughs> so it's the source that makes it evil, right? It's the source that makes it evil. I want you to remember that. Because a lot of people can read, read into this and say, Oh, so you're telling me that I can st I can see something about someone just like Jesus did with Nathaniel. Yes, you can. Well, that makes you a mind reader then. That's wrong. No, you're not a mind reader. You, you're not reading someone's mind. You're listening to the Holy Spirit. Okay, so how do you know the difference? How do you know the difference between Holy Spirit, you, the enemy, so I'm just going to propose that question and see if anyone wants to, like, volunteer an answer. <laughs> how do you know if it's you? How do you know if it's God? How do you know if it's... Okay, so what if someone's taking the word of God out of context? Because they can take the word of God out of context to justify their action. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Does anyone else want to offer that up? What their maybe your experience has been with that? Because it's a, it's a good question. 
It's how do you know if you're hearing from God versus it's you versus it's the enemy? That's right. It says test. You test it. Um, great call, Dre. Great call. Um, one of the things that um, I know from what I've learned in my experience and my training and my background is that you do test all things. You absolutely do test all things. If it's obviously, if I'm, if I'm hearing from the Holy Spirit to tell Tanya, Tanya, you are just a beautiful daughter of royalty. I don't need to test that, <laughs> right? So let's just break this down and make it super simple. But if I am, you know, get the unction to do a prophetic act, I'm acting something out, or I'm telling you, you're going to marry a millionaire who owns a yacht in 1.2 years, Okay, I may not want to say that, but some people do because they're convinced that they've heard the Holy Spirit, and maybe they did. But what I want to do is reemphasize in the beginning when I said God is building prophetic communities. If you're in my community, then it's safe for me to confront that and say, hey, when you said that, like what was going on in your mind? because I need to hold that person accountable. So maybe I'm telling this word to Tanya, and Tanya knows for sure that word is clearly not for her. Maybe God's told her something completely different, that she's going to move to Hawaii, and God's going to bring her a missionary. Okay, missionaries usually are not millionaires. I'm just throwing, I, you know, I'm being facetious, but um, she knows this is a made-up story. Say made-up. This is a made-up story to give you an example. So when I give her that word, it's going to do what? What's it going to do? Right? And remember I said prophetic words, what makes them prophetic is they're measurable. And how do we measure it? Well, it happens, obviously. But number two, uh, it resonates. There's a resonating in your spirit. <coughs> so if I come up and I just say, you know, I'm... I'm <laughs> The weirdest things come to my mind. I'm sorry, podcast people. But if I have this prophetic unction to do a prophetic act, I need to lick your feet or whatever. <laughs> All right. I may need to check with somebody on that. That may feel dishonoring to her. I'm not saying I'm not hearing, but I'm saying that needs to go through some process. So I would say if you're not sure and it seems really out there, especially if it's breaking the law or anything like that, uh, I just feel a responsibility to just share with this class. Like you have to weigh those things that with people who, who are you're in community with, you're in relationship with, and you run it by them and say, I feel like I'm supposed to do this and I feel like, you know, <coughs> I just feel like the unction of the Lord upon me. A lot of people feel unctions of the Lord, and it's not the Lord. So how do we mature in that? <coughs> we invite people into our process. We invite people into our process, into things like that. Now, like I said, it's super different when we're just talking about you're a daughter, you're royalty, you're all those things. I don't need to really filter that. That falls directly in line with the word of God and how prophecy is supposed to be used. I hope this is helpful.
Is this super helpful? <laughs> okay. Uh, but I, you know, there's, so there is a responsibility. That's, you know, why we have the value of accountability because we are kind of accountable, responsible for the things we say, not just the, what we say, how we say them. Did you know that, um, you know, there's more than just the verbal, um, in communication, only 8% is verbal, 47% is tone. The rest is like body language and stuff. So it's not just what we say, it's how we say it, the tone that we say it in, our body language. If I'm, if I'm being asked by the Holy Spirit to bring a word to Jenny Lee that he wants to pour joy into her life, I'm not going to sound like Eeyore. <laughs> I'm not going to say, oh, man, Jenny Lee, I'm just hearing from God, and I just feel like he wants to just bring you joy, you know? <laughs> Because what I'm communicating, right, is also tone and body language. And so, you know, I might be having a bad day, but as soon as I open my mouth, uh, I'm, I'm tapping into the spirit. I'm not tapping into how I feel or anything like that. And as you prophesy, you're s you will start noticing things about yourself. You'll start noticing, you know, like just how how you're feeling when you're giving the word and it's resonating with them right you just feel you feel the holy spirit right like they're resonating they're crying they're like oh my gosh that's amazing not only are they getting blessed but you're getting blessed god is pouring into you as you're prophesying um so all these things happen simultaneously you're communicating simultaneously in a nanosecond you're listening to them you're listening to the holy spirit you're going through your you know, you should have some kind of grid, like I said. Does it line up with the word of God? Is it in line with the character and nature of God? Does it sound encouraging? Um, another good way to just, um, as you begin practicing, and I recommend practicing with safe people first, like people you trust, and they're not going to go, you're crazy, I don't know what you're doing, and, you know, like, not understand what you're doing. Find someone safe that you can practice with. I started with my family. <laughs> They were my guinea pigs. So I was like, hey, I want to practice prophesying. Will you, you know, let me, you know, prophesy over you. Um, and that's how I got started. I didn't know what I was doing. But as you, as you step out, you know, and you use that grid, is it encouraging, does it line up, all those things, um, you know, you'll, you'll start, um, you just have to practice. So I just want to encourage you to just practice next time you go out to eat, next time you're at, um, the grocery store and the ladies, you know, checking you out, look at her name tag and say, um, do you know the meaning of your name? And if she says, yeah, just say, well, what have you been told about your name? Do you mind if I look up your name? I think I, I want to just encourage you. I feel like I, and you can even say, I've said this a million times and people have never said no to me. I said, I'm, I'm practicing hearing, um, God's voice. Um, do you mind if I practice on you? And they'll be like, sure. And I just want to give you something encouraging. I've done that. That's how I started, y'all. I literally did. I was in a Staples or I was in the pet store. I was just going somewhere. And I really wanted to learn how to just be an everyday encouragement to people around me and learn how to use this gift. Um, so it, it helped them, but it, as, it, as I practiced, it has helped me in my life as a parent, as a wife, as a friend, as a leader. So it has affected every part of my life. So 
I don't want you to think this has to be, when you walk out of here, com compartmentalized, like you put it in a box. It's meant to um, empower you for every part of your life. How many, if you're a parent in here, you know you need Holy Spirit, right? <laughs> um, and we need to, you know, practice hearing God's voice for our kids. What is the destiny over our children? Are we, do we know that? Like, I didn't know all these things when I was raising my kids. So do we know what their destiny is? Has God showed us? Um, has he, you know, ask him for a vision for your child and then partner with that and be speaking that over, over them. They don't have to know, but you, you and God, you agree with God for those things. God, what is their destiny? What is the call on their life? And let him show you. And then you just begin prophesying those things. We s we're speaking it out. Everything Jesus did, he spoke out. He didn't keep to himself. So remember, anything that you get is just the information. What makes it the gift is the prophecy that you give. You have to give it away for it to be a gift right? So even if it's between you and God, you're giving, you're speaking that out, you're giving that gift, you're releasing that gift over their life. If they're old enough, you can share it with them. I've done that with my kids. Or you could do that with a spouse or a best friend, right? You, you can be a blessing. You can actually change the world around you. You can change the world around you just by doing this. It's so something so simple. Um, so I just really want to empower you with that. All right. So let me um, use the last bit of time that we have to go over the last um, testimony. It's um, the testimony of Jesus that brings destiny. My favorite, my favorite, my favorite story in the Bible is the just the story of Paul um, if you don't know, Paul used to be Saul, and he was the persecutor of Christians. He was having women, children, families murdered um, for the way, for them following the way. And so he encounters Jesus on the road to Damascus. He was um, blind. He was blinded, however you say that word, but um, and ha was sent to go and wait. He was given instructions to wait in a certain town. So we're picking up the story um, where God, uh, where the Lord reaches um, out to a, a prophet named Ananias. This is the only time Ananias is mentioned in the Bible. But what a mark of history that he got to be a part of. So this is the Lord telling Ananias, um, who, by the way, everyone, any, if you're a Christian, you knew who Saul was, and you were scared to death of him. Arise and go. I have chosen this man to be my special messenger. <laughs> so let me just compact that for you. Um, Ananias had a problem with this job that he was given to go to go to Saul and heal him and give him these words. And so what I want to point out, which is really cool about this, is there was only two people on planet Earth that knew what was going to happen to Saul, and that was the Lord and Ananias. That's incredible to me because we're talking about a man who was responsible for 13 books of the New Covenant, the Apostle Paul. He became 
the Apostle Paul. So no one can tell me that behavior determines destiny. No one, because he was a murderer. Flat out. He was the Jew of all Jews. He even boasted, no one knew more than me. No one could out whatever, quote the Bible. Like, he was the Jew of Jews. His, no one could outdo his zeal for the law. No one. No one could even surpass him. And so for this man to become who we know as the Apostle Paul, and there was only two people who knew it, and that was the prophet Ananias and the Lord before the rest of the world would know. But listen to who, who Jesus says he is. Arise and go. I've chosen this man to be my special messenger. He will be brought before kings, before many nations, and before the Jewish people to give them the revelation of who I am. He has the privilege of revealing Christ to the Gentiles. And I will show him how much he is destined to suffer because of his passion for me. So his detest turned into passion. And I just hope you hear that amazing um, testimony of what prophecy does, right? Yes, this was the Lord prophesying, but there's been many times where Paul has prophesied over Timothy. Or So it's not just Jesus. I want, I want to show you. Jesus is in you. You and Jesus do this together, right? It's a partnership. You're one with him. And so um, we're going to do, um, we're going to do a different activation. I was going to do names again, but we're going to do something different because this is going to be fun. All right. You ready to take a risk? Yes. That's why you're here, right? Okay. You're the, you're the like risk takers here tonight. Um, we're going to do an activation called Sounds Like or Wordplay. So have you ever like said a word or a name and you heard something else? And I'm going to give you some examples. So God is a total genius with every language on earth, <laughs> and he uses that genius and just the intricacies of language to communicate to us prophetically. So here's uh, some biblical examples of God using wordplay to prophesy. Um, Adam means man but it sounds like adma meaning earth so there's some similarities when you say adam uh with the hebrew kind of reflection on it it kind of sounds very close it's not the same but it's close um in jeremiah 1 11 through 12 in hebrew the word almond tree is pronounced shakade and the hebrew word for watch over is pronounced shakad so that's literally in the same context of this and he in jeremiah 1 11 through 12 about the almond tree go back and read over it where it says what do you see i see um an almond tree okay the similar sounds between the two words were a prophetic message to the young developing prophet as an example of prophetic revelation through similar sounds Jesus also prophesied and used wordplay. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you tithe mint and dill and cumin and have neglected the weightier provisions of the law, justice, and mercy and faithfulness. But these are the things that you should have done without neglecting the others. You, bl you blind gui guides who strain out a gnat and swallow a camel. So 
I read that and it just sounds nonsense to me. But why a gnat and a camel? Right? He, he's using gnat and camel. Well, when you start breaking down these words, we understand that one is small and the other one is big. Right? A gnat's super tiny and a camel's big. But he could have used any big or small <laughs> creature. Interestingly enough, the Pharisees would strain their beverages in a case in case a gnat landed. Did you know that? The Pharisees used to uh, strain their beverages in case a gnat landed in any of them because according to Mosaic law, a gnat would make them unclean. Interesting. But they were loading people down like a camel with the things to do while they didn't adjust the heavy matters themselves of justice, mercy, and faithfulness. All of this we could understand, but we still miss the power of the wordplay because it is translated from Aramaic to English. So we, we kind of lose things in translation. So in Aramaic, the gnat is pronounced galma, and the camel in Aramaic is pronounced gamla. See the wordplay? Isn't that cool? I just think that's so cool. I'm just like, what? This is so cool. So Jesus was using the similar sounds of the words, not just the contrasting roles, to like make a deeper point demonstrating the principles that uh, there is in the power in the wordplay. So pay attention to not only what you hear, but how you hear it. Because God does speak through wordplay, and I'll give you an example. Bring it back around to like names, but... Um, there's a gentleman who uh, is a one of our microsite pastors. His name is Chip Allen. So when I say his name, Chip Allen, I hear it sounds like all in. Chip Allen, all in. That's what I hear. You might hear something different. But I'm hearing all in. And I told him this, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, I can't. Whenever I say your name, I'm literally hearing all in. And so the Lord showed me for him. I said, once you make a decision, dude, you are all in. Um, now, how would that speak towards his destiny? Knowing this, him knowing this about how God sees him and what God is speaking is going to lead him to understand that whatever God calls him to, he's going to be able to get to the finish line because it is his destiny to finish because he's always all in with God, you know, and so this is going to be important for him and his journey if ever he faces a difficult challenge that God may, might be calling him to, and he might question himself. He can remember this prophetic promise over his name that God spoke to him, that he, God sees him as a man who's all in. When it is the Lord, he is all in. Um, so that's just one one example. So we're going to just have fun. Just remember, this is fun, no stress. Uh, we're just going to try a little wordplay. So you can do, um, we're going to find a new partner, well, or the same one you had last time. Um, yeah, why don't you just stay with who, who you had last time. And we're going to practice wordplay and just say their name and whatever first comes to your mind. Grab that drive-by. Don't try to reason or try to, like, no, that's just me. Gra grab the first thing that comes to your mind when you hear that person's name. And then take that and ask Holy Spirit, what do you want to speak uh, towards their destiny or just them as a person? What do you want to say to them that's, uh, that you want to encourage them with, with, with that word, word play, the sound? Does that sound like fun? 
Okay. All right. So we're going to put two minutes on. And just You can stay where you're at and, and use the same partners. Everyone's ready. Two minutes. Decide who's going to go first. Yeah. And you can do first or last name or, you know, just do it together. And ready, set, go. Okay, time is up. I'm going to do a couple demonstrations here before we switch partners. So um, i just been sitting here saying Tanya's name to see what the Lord might um, reveal to me. Just I kept saying her name. So this is just showing you out loud how I process something like this. So if someone gave me this activation, this is what I'm literally doing. I'm going, Tanya, Tanya, Tanya. I'm just saying her name and listening to the Holy Spirit and trying to pick up what the sound is, what is the wordplay that I'm picking up. And what I picked up was tone. And what I feel like the Lord is showing me that he wants to encourage you that um, there might be a tone that you might have kind of heard in the past that maybe was maybe an angry tone or maybe you thought God was angry but he is showing you no that's not my tone my tone is kind my my tone is generous my tone is loving and so he wants to encourage you that when you're reading his word to change the tone the tone is kind he only has kindness for you no matter what has happened that doesn't change his tone is not a tone of disappointment his tone is not a, to a tone of, um, you know, anything like that because he's a loving father. And so his tone is kind. And so, for, so Tanya, I kept hearing tone, but I just kept saying her name over and over again until I, you know, Tanya and tone aren't exactly the same, but that's the sound that I picked up. Does that make sense? So I was picking up a sound, not like, it, you know, so I don't want you to box, your, box yourself in. Just say the name and listen for the sound that you might be picking up. Some names are easier, like Alan. It's easy to hear all in, right? You know, some names are like that, but some names aren't. And so even with you, Alicia, so as I'm saying your name, Alicia, 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 as I was saying that, um, I thought of an alley. Ali, Alicia, okay? So I heard the word Ali, and I feel like you have felt like your back has been up against the wall, like someone who's been cornered in an alley. But um, God is, you know, he's, you're not. He just wants to encourage you. You're not with your back up against the wall or cornered in an alley. That's, you know, the Lord, he leads us, right? He leads us. He's a light, um, I always get this backwards. He's a lamp to her, huh? Yeah, he's a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. We're not, like, no, he's going before us, and he is, he actually goes before us, and he actually comes behind us. So our backs are not uh, ever, ever up against the wall because God is a God um, who declares, you know, destiny and, and purpose over us. So I hope that resonates with you. And that encourages you. But that's how I came up with that as I heard. And by the way, I didn't have any of the second part. I just had tone and I just had alley. I didn't have the prophetic word till I opened my mouth and I just began taking a risk and speaking it. I didn't know any of that information. I did not have that pre-prepared. So when I 
said Tanya, 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 and I heard tone. I took, I literally risked right in front of you just now, and I said to you, I'm hearing tone, and literally that was all Holy Spirit. That was just Holy Spirit filling my lips with what he wanted to say to her. Right, yep, come on, yes. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So you you can't know until you risk. Even if you don't think you have something, open your mouth and just start talking. You're not going to sound like an idiot because we honor everyone. That's one of our core values. We honor your risk, and we want you to try. Just have faith like a child. Just have faith like a child. So we're going to switch partners. I'm going to give you two minutes so the person didn't go is going to go, and you're going to have a chance to, to practice this. Ready, set, All right, go. guys. Time is up. We're out of time. All right. <laughs> How was that for you? Did anyone just, like, totally bomb it? Because we want to celebrate you. Raise your hand if you bombed it. All right, let's give a giant clap for each other. How many of you, it resonated, you gave a word and it resonated with them? Raise your hand if you gave a word and it resonated. Awesome. Anyone else? Jenny Lee? Did you give a word and did it resonate? Awesome. Let's give a clap for that too. That's awesome. Okay. Does anyone want to testify before I just, it's time, we're time, out of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Does anyone want to testify to a word they received? Dre, come on up. Yes. We got to, I want to get you on the microphone. Yeah, because we're recording this. She, yeah, she, she gave me a word that says, She said, I have power in my words and that I have a voice. And uh, I've been told something similar to that. It's just um, walking, you know. Yeah. But her words were similar to what I've heard in the past. So yeah. thank you, Jenny. Awesome. Yay. Let's give it up for Dre. That's awesome. All right. So I'm just going to pray. Um, and then this class is over. I'm doing this next week. It is going to be different testimonies, but we're still going to do activations so if you want to come back and just practice and just, ha you know, I wanted to create this space for you guys just to just to practice and feel safe to fall flat on your face because that's how we learn. That's how we grow, doing things we've never done before that we're unfamiliar with. And I promise you, say, listen to me, listen to me. I promise you, you will grow. I promise you will grow. Jenny Lee, did you grow prophetically? Okay. You, yeah. Okay. You're hardwired to hear him. It just takes time to tune in, right? To drown out doubts, fears. Am I going to look foolish? 
and that's why we, we want to build a bubble. This is very artificial, what we're doing. You would never, you know, do that out there. It's very organic, but this is artificial for a reason because it's just like taking you to a gym. If I want to if I want to build up your bicep muscles, I'm going to bring you, I'm going to artificially create a program, right? It's not going to happen organically. Oh, I hope you build your biceps by taking the groceries in and out. No, as a trainer, I'm going to artificially develop a program to build your biceps. Hearing the voice of God is extremely similar to that. Just practicing hearing him. And when you hit it, you're going to, that's going to, um, like, it's like a record player. It's recording. So the next time you do it, it's recording, and then you build history, and you're like, I know what that feels like to get it right. So when I'm giving this word, I know, it, I know I'm right. I can feel it. And you know it. And so then you start, you start having more faith. So you start taking more risks. So you start giving more words. So it just, just start, right? Just start. Um, was this encouraging and helpful, and did you enjoy it? Yay. Okay. Father, I just um, thank you so much for this time. I thank you that there was breakthrough, God. I thank you that there was freedom released, and I thank you there was, there was destiny released in this room. And that those things will not go away just because we're leaving this room. We are leaving with those things planted in our hearts. So I thank you for being faithful to show up. And I just bless each person in this room with the capacity and the ability and the confidence to know that they hear from you. And that you don't look at our behavior to give us our identity or what we're worth. We're worth what we're worth because you made us and you created us and you, um, you see value um, in who we are and you created us to be like you. So I thank you that we're made in your image and um, that we need, I just, I just um, call you up right now to start believing in your heavenly identity it doesn't matter what anyone has said to you in the past. Um, they can be wrong. <laughs> um, God has never been wrong. He has a good track record. So who he says you are is who you are, no matter what you've believed to this point. So I thank you, Father, that starting today, we can start believing you because that's what you're calling us to, to build our faith, to believe you, to be believers. You called us believers. And so I thank you, Father. I thank you f that you will finish what you started in this room tonight. And I bless your name. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for coming out.